You're listening to the U.S. Glass Magazine's special daily podcast, Glass Industry Update, The Coronavirus. I'm your podcast moderator, Chris Bunn. This podcast is designed to bring you the latest industry news surrounding the business disruptions in our industry caused by the worldwide pandemic. Be sure to check in daily for a new podcast with the latest updates. And now I'll turn it over to Deb Levy, publisher of U.S. Glass, who will give you an update and introduce our special guest. Well, good day, everyone. I'm glad to be here for today's podcast, and I'm especially glad to have as our guest uh, Rustin Casway, president of My Glass Truck, and Amber Daimler, vice president of global sales for My Glass Truck. The reason I'm especially pleased to have both of these people with us is because uh, this company is a very innovative company that over the years has done a tremendous amount of forward-thinking progress in terms of glass transportation, and we are thrilled to have them joining us. So, Rustin, Amber, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Sure. And let me start um, pretty much as I always do by asking how your company is doing, what the conditions are for you in Jersey, uh, things like that. How's it going there? Uh, It's going fine. We... um... We pretty much followed the governor's orders from day one, maximizing social distancing at the plant. So um, because we are a um, Salesforce enterprise user, um, all of our um, engineering, accounting, admin, sales staff, it's already, you know, running their life through the cloud. So those people mm-hmm. were able to go and work from home immediately. Um, the team at the plant um, we social distance them by splitting the shifts in half. So basically if you were building uh, glass trucks mm-hmm. and, um, we split your team in half, half your team worked Monday, the other half worked Tuesday. I see. We mm-hmm. put them on 10 hour shifts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the deal was if you uh, worked a 10 hour shift, uh, three 10 hour shifts, shifts, so it'd be like Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, or Monday, Wednesday, Friday, then we would pay you 10 extra hours and you'd get a 40-hour paycheck. So we basically didn't yeah. lay any, anybody off. Oh, wow. That's great for your employees. Wonderful. The first number one thing you have to do as a company is to protect your team members. Mm-hmm. Um, we also did that by implementing what we call as job 986. So every employee has to take their temperature before they come to work. And they actually literally have to punch into a job called 986 to make sure that they have a good temperature. Hmm. Um, and then like the lady at the front desk has been doing nothing but cleaning. Like seriously, if you stop mm-hmm. moving, she'll spray you with Lysol. <laughs> I um, understand. Like, for real. Cause it's not really that happened. much different in many companies. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Um, gotcha. so, you know, we've limited visitors. We've limited days that we ship days that we receive. Sure. Um, but I think all things considered, um, we're doing okay. We did have the best first quarter of our history. So, um, it really set us up for success there. That's great. Congratulations to Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, pretty neat. Amber, how about the marketing and sales area? How's that going? You know, um, similar to what Rustin said, we're very fortunate that we are a Salesforce user because it's allowed us to work remotely pretty seamlessly. Um, and I think for us, that's been a little bit of a silver lining just to see how uh, fluid we're able to be uh, working remotely. And, you know, from a team of people that travels quite a bit, for us to kind of slow down and just get back to our core values and focus on our customers and what's going on in the industry and how we can be of service and how we can help. Um, we're truly grateful just to be working right now, um, being able to provide that support for our production team, which really, you know, for our sales team, the idea was 
let's stay as remote as possible with sales and marketing. Let's protect, you know, our teammates, mm-hmm. our production members who we really need to work to be able to take care of our prospects and our customers. So that's been a really, um, really helpful thing, just keeping as many people out of the office as possible to prevent anyone from getting anyone sick. So it's been, it's been very seamless. We were pleasantly surprised at how well it's been working for us. Well, that's good. I don't think people always realize that even though you're a New Jersey company, you're not really a suburban New York company. You're further southwest than that. Do I, do I have that correct? Yeah, so we're, we're south. We're right outside of um, kind of the Rowan University area. So we are south. We're definitely not, um, you know, a New York City company. But nonetheless, um, you know, the state of New Jersey has taken pretty strict yeah. um, regulations just to keep everyone as safe as possible, knowing that we are in a hot spot. So we have complied with all of those. And I think we did it early uh, rather mm-hmm. than later. And um, I had a couple of guys that came back from trips and we just immediately quarantined them. And this was very, very early in the process. And I think it's kept everyone as safe as possible. And we've been able to protect our company and our employees. Well, that's great. And Rustin, let me ask you what I hope is the stupidest question you get today. Uh, and that is, um, did you, do you have any customers uh, worried about accepting delivery of trucks and wanting to make sure that they're doubly clean? Or what kind of things are yeah. you doing to make sure what they get is, is not going to be a worry to them? Yeah, so we, um, um, you know, we run our company on processes. So one of the first things we did, um, and I actually reached out to the um, – director of fleet of PepsiCo and asked mm-hmm. him, how do you clean a truck and make sure no one's going to get sick? So he was kind enough to share with us a truck cleaning process. So our team immediately put that into, into, uh, into use. And I also believe that we leave the truck set um, for so many um, days before we work on them, but they have a, they have a whole process for that. Well, that was very, that was a very good thing to do then because you really got some helpful information from some, someone who deals with that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, well, great. it's not, networking is really important with people yeah. in the industry. Makes sense. And Amber, let me ask you, we were talking a little bit before we uh, flip the switch here to go, go live. And you were telling me that some of the things that you're doing are involved with helping your customers realize some of the new or alternative types of uh, products they could be involved in or things they could be doing right now to, to kind of get through this time. Would you uh, share some of those with us? Would that be okay? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the thing that Rustin just mentioned was a really good example. Um, we talk about truck cleaning. So, once we had that information, not only did we utilize that within our own facility, but we went ahead and, and did a blog post and sent some emails out to our uh, customers and prospects about how to properly clean a truck. So it was a resource that we had that we wanted to pass along so that we could help our customers continue to work, you know, and not be set back by maybe a cleaning process that was a little bit subpar um, and could potentially help, you know, continue to spread uh, the virus itself. So that was one area that we, we just tried to provide information. Um, but the example we had been chatting about was, you know, any facility you go into, whether it's a grocery store, a pharmacy, you're seeing these plexiglass sneeze guards up almost everywhere. Um, and Rustin had identified early in our area at the ShopRite locations that they started to do that. And this was kind of at the forefront of, of this opportunity. Mm-hmm. So we immediately got the marketing team involved. And we had them write another blog post and then send out emails to our customer and prospect list about, hey, guys, 
there might be an opportunity here for UVs. I think these are going to become regulated at some point. And, you know, if you install glass, flat glass, or if you're fabricating glass, there's a huge area of opportunity for a new kind of segment of business that's been born from this that could potentially help, you know, continue, uh, continue your teams working to, to help with this need. So it was really, really important for us to take some information that we had just gathered from seeing something, turn it into something tangible that we could pass on to our customers to help continue to, to give them opportunities to work in, in a otherwise really trying time. So that's the kinds of things that we're focused on. And, you know, when we're calling our customers, it's asking them how they're doing, asking them if they're working, you know, what's going on in their area, because what we're hopeful sure. of is our team can collect that data and that information and identify other opportunities like these sneeze guards to then go ahead and, and give out to the industry uh, just because we do have the voice and we have the platform to do it. And we, we feel like it's something that we can do to give back for all the things that they've done for sure. us throughout the, the years. Well, that's great. We actually, for U.S. Class Magazine May, we're working on an article on four or five different things. One of them is sneeze guards, uh, funny enough, uh, <laughs> that different companies are doing and uh, to do exactly that as well. So, um, Rustin, I have a question for you because sure. I've known, known you both for a number of years and, you know, get to see you. You're our customers as well. Um, and you have always been to me like a fun company, you know, always <laughs> upbeat always kind of joking around. You have some very interesting promotions every now and then. And this is just not a fun time. So how are you keeping your, how does the, you know, a company full of people who are basically fun getting through uh, a very unfun time? Uh, pizza. <laughs> there you go. So, okay, um, gotcha. so, and you think I'm kidding, but let me explain something. Well, first of all, <clears throat> for the last five weeks, I've produced by myself, a video message to the, to the troops. Mm -hmm. um, the video message, um, the theme is, number one, protect the team, and number mm -hmm. two, protect the mothership, which is the mothership of my glass truck. Mm -hmm. um, then um, in, my, in my little video that I do, uh, we give shout-outs to people that have just been awesome during that week, special things that they've done. And... Um, they, people really seem to like it. Um, it's just really, it's really great. I'm actually getting text, and then we have a text messaging app that, that we send it to everybody about six thirty on Saturday evening because that shift ends at five. So um, that's been going really good. And then what we've been doing is we have a pizza angel, and um, pizza the, angel, okay. and the pizza angel um, people that got shout outs. Like so, this past week. Um, Two of the fellows from the glass department are cross-training in another department, and they're doing really great. And um, they just – pizza magically just arrived at their house at lunchtime. Um, a couple oh, other funny. fellas mm – -hmm. a couple um, – one other fella transitioned from um, one department to another department in, uh, in sales, and um, uh, pizza showed up. And then to top that off, because we are a fun company, we've actually been sending pizzas to our clients – that are stuck oh, at home. Mm -hmm. And um, I actually nice. sent, I sent a pizza to the, um, to a head engineer at one of our big companies that's stuck at home with his kids for four weeks. And he said, it's the first time he's had outside food in four weeks. And he didn't send me a picture of him eating the pizza. <laughs> he sent me a picture of his kids eating the pizza. Yeah. And that was super special because I have kids at home too. Right. So I bet that was the is, best, best pizza he's ever had. Yeah. You know what? I, I, my heart was warm. You know, when you're in business, you're always doing stuff for people. And right. honestly, it made me so happy. Not that I gave him a pizza, but that I gave his kids a pizza yeah. because I knew if his kids were happy, he'd be happy. And it's just all about karma, right? 
right. Exactly. Um, so you're thinking in that direction all the time. Yep. Yep. Um, That's so great. you have to be like that because it comes back to you. I've known you, um, Deb, since we had zero market share. So. Right. Right. Isn't that funny? It, um, growth is a wonderful thing. So. Well, yeah, it's funny. Do you know that ironically at, over the course of this, um, Corona, we hit over a hundred thousand on our uh, breast cancer campaign. Is that right? You know, I'm glad you brought that up. Why don't you you guys together talk about that a little bit? Because I'm not sure everybody's aware of all the work you do in that area. Russ, um, I'll let you take that one. Oh, thanks, Amber. You're the best. <laughs> um, so um, the, the um, breast cancer campaign started out kind of like tongue-in-cheek. And I will say that um, it's funny how times change because um, what, what seemed like was funny at the time and is, isn't like funny now. I don't mean that breast cancer is funny, but just the name of my campaign that I'm not going to say it. But I will say for the record that I did run it by uh, the Susan G. Komen people, and they thought it was terrific. So anyway, with that said, um, we give $18 to um, we give $18 to uh, Komen uh, for every glass rack that we sell, and we give $18 because 18 is a lucky number, and also um, we just think, think that. If we give back to people, and, and the Komen, the Komen um, this money really goes to people getting mammograms. It's not just like, you know, up paying some executive mm-hmm. at some ivory tower in Dallas. Um, so um, we really, um, we think it's terrific. And I mean, if 100 grand, it's like a lot of dough, right? And uh, that means, and I think, we, I, I believe we have a mammogram meter or something like that on our website. And yep. it actually says, right, like how many we've, like, like this, this money has literally paid for people to have mammograms, which means we're saving lives. And it also means that even though we're in a crisis, um, breast cancer doesn't care about COVID-19, right? Breast cancer doesn't care if you have a fever. Breast cancer is not going to stop. So the people still need to have uh, be taken care of. So anyway, it's all about karma. It's about doing the right thing. Yeah, that's great. That's especially good because, you know, most insurance companies cover mammograms. So my assumption would be that most of the people that are receiving the benefit of these are people that wouldn't have access otherwise to getting that, mammograms. That, that's correct. They're people that don't have health insurance. They're people that are right. poor. Um, so, you know, it's all about karma, Deb. Um, we've talked about this before. I think if you just do the right thing always, because that's one of our core values, we run our company on a number of core values and doing the right thing always um, is, is, is just going to get you, it's just going to get so much back. Yeah. It's funny you say that because whenever I have a tough decision, I always think to myself, just err on the side of the readers, what's right for the readers and right. it'll always be okay. And and yep. it is. Yeah. It is. Good point. Yeah. Yep. Good point. Well, is there anything else that you'd like to share with our, our listeners and our readers before we let you guys get to your, sure. your work today? Amber's really looked through our pricing and all our things to really help people with Corona. We, we, we know that um, for our vendors, the people we buy from, that they're really looking for a break now because, um, you know, things are tough. And mm-hmm. honestly, as Amber says, um, uh, 10% of a watermelon is better than a grape. So mm-hmm. um, we are – Amber is um, happy to help any glazer any glass company in any way, if we can help them with pricing or make it, make it more affordable for them at this time, we are, trust me, we'll be there to get them to the finish line, whatever it takes. If a guy, because there's a lot of people working, you know, like, like these people, these glazers are still working and hustling. And if a guy crashes his truck and needs a truck shipped out in a day, Amber's having them make a truck in a day and ship out. Wow. So, 
Um, Amber's not messing around when it comes to getting these people to the finish line. Yeah, and, and okay. Deb, I think you mentioned something really, really important. So we were talking about how do you keep your team positive and motivated? And I think as leaders, it's our job to do that, despite maybe what's going on externally in, in the environment. So for my sales team, we're meeting every morning at 8.30 to touch base. Um, you know, what did everybody do the day before to kind of work at 110%? Because ultimately, we're all giving 110%. And it's, it's for our, our work family, but it's also for our customers, right? So um, we, we talk about things that we do. And then every Friday, we also have been meeting um, for kind of a week wrap up around 5 p.m. And I, I have my team go around and talk about something that they're grateful for. Um, and I think what that does is it helps you, it helps remind you that despite what's going on, you know, things could be a heck of a lot worse for us. And we're just thankful to continue to be able to work and help our customers. Um, so, so that's something that our team's doing just to stay positive and motivated. And, and I'm a high energy type of person. So like you mentioned, it's difficult, you know, and there's some negative external factors going on, but I think as a leader, it's your job to continue to drive positivity and continue to do what's best for your customers. And Rustin mentioned pricing and lead time. Those are two things that we identified from just areas of opportunity for us to be better for our customers and prospects. And specifically right now, people are, are looking for uh, opportunities to get equipment, maybe on a decreased budget, because we know the business isn't where it was even two months ago. So we're working with everybody on an individual basis to see what pricing fits their, their need. And we have a lead time right now where you can get a order a rack today and you have it at your door in a week. So I think that's a really big wow. area of opportunity for people. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I encourage everybody to reach out and, and my team is reaching out to check in on our customers and prospects and just ask how they're doing. Um, and a lot of times that starts the conversation about what we can do to help. So it's really important to us again, to go back to our core values and just take care of, take care of everyone that we can during, during this challenging time. Makes sense. Um, I'm wondering too, are you seeing, um, unfortunately when the economy gets bad and people get laid off, sometimes people go into business for themselves quickly. Are you seeing a little bit of that or has that not hit you yet where people are, who are glazers now need a truck because they're going to try and pick up jobs on their own? Yeah, it's really interesting that you say that because we had a discussion, my team had a discussion last week about that, that we are seeing some people break off um, and go into business for themselves because I think they see areas of opportunity that maybe when you're a part of a, a bigger group aren't as easy to access mm -hmm. as if you were to go off on your own and, and kind of take these opportunities as one off. So we are definitely seeing that. And, and that's a big reason that we've looked at our pricing and our lead time and just being able to, to capture those opportunities and, and do what's right for customers and help them get their feet back on the ground, really. Um, that's our goal at the end of the day, take care of our people, keep them safe, and take the best care of our customers and, and opportunities that we can. Good goals all. I want to thank you both so much for joining me today. It was a real pleasure to have you here, and thanks for all the information and ideas and suggestions you provided. Everybody stay safe. You too, Deb. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you, Deb.